As I said, I want to just illustrate uh, what I want to talk about tonight. There was nothing really special about Nehemiah. He was not a priest. He was not a prophet. He was not the chosen one. Nehemiah, for all intents and purposes, was just an average Joe. No offense, Joe, wherever you are. He's just an average guy. There's nothing super special about him uh, other than the position that God had put him in. He was the king's cupbearer in and of himself and his faithfulness. Uh, There was nothing particularly special about him. But Nehemiah had a burden for his city. I said, Nehemiah had a burden for his city. And may I just say tonight, as God's people, may we not lose our burden for our city. I said, may we not lose our burden for our city. And I know we're busy, and I know life is crazy, and I know we have a lot of things going on, but we cannot lose our burden for this city. And I'm talking about Manteca, I'm talking about Stockton, I'm talking about Modesto, I'm talking about Lathrop, I'm talking about Tracy, I'm talking about all of these cities that God has put around us, all these people. And so Nehemiah had a passion for this city, for his land, his people. It consumed him. God guided Nehemiah to a work that was greater than him. I certainly feel that way as a pastor. This work is definitely greater than me. I, I have no idea. Sometimes I sit there and I get up to preach, Brother Asprey. I just look up and say, God, I don't know why you chose me, but I'm going to do it because you called me. And in, our, in many of our cases, God has us doing works that are greater than us. Uh, this year, I believe God is going to have us expand our facilities or at least begin the process of expanding our facilities tonight. Uh, we're here together and, and people are in the overflow and all over the property. And many, many of our church members probably just tuned in the li- on the live stream. Brother Robert, can you just give me a thumbs up that we're live? If you're watching at home tonight, church family, I tell you I love you. And I'm glad you're watching tonight. I know you can't be here, but thank you for tuning in. I know many said, Pastor, I'll be watching. I'll be watching. And I'm glad that you're watching tonight. But I love this verse as we get towards the end of this chapter. You see, where God guides, he provides. When God guides the leader, God guides someone, God tells someone to do something, he always provides a way. In our church, certainly God has been a providing God. I love verse 18. He says, uh, he tells the people his burden. He says, this is what we need to do. And there's some things that we're going to need to do. And the people responded, well, then let us rise up and build. And I love that response, Brother Renison. Just Then let's just do it. And how many feel that way tonight? Amen. It's time. Well, let's just do it. Let's put our hands to the plow. Let's put our minds to the work and let's do it. Let's rise up and build. And this was the attitude of the people Nehemiah was working with. And then it says, so they strengthened their hands for this good work. And so I want to challenge us tonight to really prepare ourselves to strengthen our hands for this good work. Nehemiah stood in front of his brothers and sisters and told them what God was about to do. And the people responded in a unified fashion. Let us rise up and build. They told Nehemiah, we're ready. We're ready to go. Our hands are ready to work. And I know that our church tonight, our feelings are the same. And we are excited about what God is going to do. And so tonight, I want to just share some specific things with you about, again, what God has done and is going to do. So number one, I, because I'm weird and I have to alliterate everything, number one, I want to tell you about our direction. Let's talk about our direction. And we have been on a journey uh, for the last several years, especially since I've been pastor. We've been on a journey to uh, find, or, uh, find a place that God wants us to go. And if it's okay tonight, uh, I'm not going to be real... Uh, uh, move around a lot. I'm just going to share my heart with you. 
uh, just be really try to try to give out get out as much of this out of my heart as I can. But I hope you understand that God has been so good to Central Valley Baptist Church. Amen. Brother, yesterday we were talking the other day, and brother brother Lynch, we were talking. Uh, you know, uh, my wife and I this coming May will be here 17 years. And I remember 17 years ago uh, when I came here, I, I slept in, the be- in a bedroom in that little house across the parking lot, just a kid, uh, uh, didn't know what God had for the future. And <clears throat> over the years, Brother Easter, I've watched <clears throat> God raise up a church here and, and, and establish a church here. And, and this is not a perfect church. We're a church, we're a work of grace. Amen. And all God's people said, amen. amen. And, and, and we probably know more about each other than we should. <laughs> But that happens when you're together as a family for many years, and we have grace and love for one another. And that's something you don't find everywhere. And by the way, if you're new tonight, if you're newer coming in, we love you just as much as we love the person we've known for 15 years. You're a part of the family, and we're grateful. And anybody who comes in through those doors are a part of the family of God. And uh, I just want to say that I hope you know for 21 years, God has provided for every single bill of this church has had. God has provided every single uh, tragedy and emergency and everything that's happened over these many years. God has uh, done a work of grace and God has provided. And, and this church is only here by the grace of God. Amen. By the grace of God. Amen. Many years ago, it began to be very apparent to us that we needed to expand our facilities. The truth is, is when we built this building, we probably built it too small. Uh, back in uh, 2008, we started construction. Uh, not in 2008, we didn't start construction, but we finished somewhere between 2008 and 2009. I only remember that because one of the teenagers scratched their name in the concrete and then put 2008 there. And uh, they weren't supposed to do that, by the way. Um, and for the past 13 years, we've done many things <clears throat> to make these buildings work. And everything from wooden uh, structures, wooden shade structures, army tents, we even used the basement of an old farmhouse to put teenagers in. And we've done some pretty interesting things just to make it work. When we completed construction on this building, it became apparent that it wasn't going to be long. We needed to, uh, we needed to build. That was 13 years ago. And we have uh, tried our best. We've done two services. We even have done three services. We've had Sunday schools at different times. Sunday school at 530. Uh, we've moved the bus uh, ministry to Saturdays. Uh, we've uh, 2017. We remodeled this platform. We added 90 chairs to the platform. Just in case you're wondering, the the 25 percent capacity that we're doing, uh, which is re- removing half the chairs. This is how many chairs used to be in the auditorium, and we've added. We have almost almost not quite doubled, but added many chairs to the auditorium. In 2017, we lost the square footage of the house. The county said we can no longer use them. The 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 house we had just. Uh, not completely remodeled, but just repainted, done some things for the kids' program. And then the county said, we're not allowed to use that. So we actually lost square footage along the way. And uh, we've done our best to accommodate the growth. And, and God's people have always had such a great attitude and always just got, you know, we're going to do it. We've had classes on bus. How many have ever taught a class on a bus? Oh, my soul. In the summertime? Oof, man. And we've done all those things together. Uh, in 2011, our church added... Uh, four modular buildings across the parking lot. And those modular buildings have been a tremendous asset as we've uh, tried to uh, make things work over there. And, uh, uh, and so we've done many different things to accommodate growth. Since I've been the pastor, our facilities have been on the top of my list uh, and the top of our list as prayer requests. We know that we need to do something. 
And so we began looking around the community for other properties because of some of the hurdles that we'd have to jump through here on this property. So we began looking at Kmart and we went over there and prayed over that building and, and by faith started asking God for that property. And, and we've done research on other properties. We've talked about building on another piece of land. We've looked at purchasing. I mean, I'd move into Dunkin' Donuts if God would give it to. I mean, I'm just telling you, we've looked and we've searched and and, but God, for whatever reason, in his intents and purposes, God has kept us from making any decisions. And to tell you the truth, that's been very frustrating uh, for me because I'm, I'm not the kind of person that likes to wait. How many are like me? And, but God has said, I want you to wait, and I want you to wait, and I want you to wait. And so for the last four years, almost four years, we've been praying and trusting that God has a plan. And may I just say, don't get discouraged when God closes the door. Yeah, right. Amen. How many of you in your life, you found that closed doors are sometimes, the, uh, not sometimes, always the best thing for us? Amen. When God closes the door, he always opens another door. And we must remember this. We must remember to trust God and his plans. And, and, and so sometimes the leadership gets excited and we, I get excited about things. And God comes along and says, nope, that's not my plan. I have another plan. It wasn't until about October of last year uh, that I became fully aware of what God was preparing for our church. No idea. I had no idea what God was going to do uh, for our church. I had an idea of a much different thing. I, I thought it was here. And God said, no, it's here. And I didn't know that. I just didn't know that. I'll be honest. I'll be truthful with you. I, it just blew me away when, when I began to realize what God had prepared for our church, millions of dollars for our building fund. And that's just, I'm telling you today, as I stand here, I still can't believe what God has done for our church. Literally, uh, uh, we, 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 we found out about these things, began to communicate that to the leadership, brought it before the church. Remember that, our building banquet? How many were actually there at the building banquet last year, uh, 2000, or this year? <laughs> this year. How many at the building banquet five years ago in 2020? Yeah. And that was an incredible, that we had the most people we've ever had. It was over 200 people were there that night. It was a great night. We revealed uh, what God had done for our church. Man, we were excited and we were looking forward. We had, we had a building in mind and we were excited. And then the very next week, COVID happened. Literally the next week. And I remember that next week, boy, we were struggling. Should we shut down? Should we stay open? We stayed open. And then we closed our doors and we did drive-in and then we opened back up. And, and prayerfully, prayerfully, we want to stay open. And so uh, when that happened, when that shutdown happened, God began to do a work in my heart, and I know a work in your heart. How many say God worked in your heart over the last six, seven months? If he didn't do a work in your heart, I, I tell you, I don't know. God just, he began to work in my heart, and, and it was not what I was expecting. God had taken me through a personal journey of commitment and a commitment to the ministry, a commitment to pastoring. And. God was taking our church through a commitment. Each one of us individually had to decide and come to face the reality of who I really am as a Christian. Because when you have to do church at home, you have to do church at home. Nobody's watching. And so, and so we all went through that phase. And I think that through that adversity, that stress, through many changes, our church weathered that storm. And we are, I believe, are stronger than ever. And all God's people said, I believe our church is stronger than it's ever been. It was during the past year that God began to show me uh, that there's some things about our church and some things about our property that was in his purpose and in his plan. It was in God's process he impressed upon my heart and the leaders of our church that God has given us 17 acres for a reason. He's given us 17 acres for a reason. And I don't know about you, 
But I want to do what God wants us to do. I realize God has kept us from buying other buildings for a reason. During the shutdown, we had, I just want to share with you some of the things that God showed me. During the shutdown, we had people showing up, visiting every single week. We've had members joining, people getting their lives together. God has worked even in this shutdown. We're not talking to people. We're not sowing like we, like we want to. We're not doing big promotions. We're not, we didn't do Family Roundup Sunday. We didn't get to do Easter. We're not doing the things that we normally get to do. And God was bringing people every single week and still is, even today, both services, first-time guests. We've had several families join over the shutdown. People are finding our church even without advertising and all these things that we want to do. And so what God was showing me was people might write on their visitor card why they came to our church. I came because someone left an advertisement on my door or somebody invited me. But God was showing me as your pastor, very simple, important truth. The reason people have been visiting for 21 years and to continue to visit our church is not because of a fancy building or because of a great location, but because God brings people to our church. God brings people to this church. And Jesus Christ told us in his word, I will build my church. And I understand the importance of a great location. I understand the importance of, of, of stewarding money and all those things. But God just showed me that if we keep trusting him and we keep being dedicated to the to his work and his word and doing what we're supposed to do, God will build his church. And so I began to realize that maybe God had other plans for us, for us as a church. And, uh, and so, uh, as we, as we, uh, started to, uh, really pray about and make decisions about what we're going to do for the future, I began to talk a little bit with some of the men of our church, some of our leaders, uh, our deacons, our staff, and, and begin to ask them, and, 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 and uh, across the board, across the board, many men share with me, Pastor, I feel the same way. I feel that way too. I feel like God is impressing upon my heart. And so I just wanted to say to you tonight, officially, that God has brought us to this point where we need to stay right here on 10948 South Airport Way and utilize every inch of these 16.66 acres for the cause of Christ. Amen. And all God's people said... Amen. So that's the, that is the journey that we've been on, and that's the decision that we've come to. And what this means is from this moment on, from this point, and, and, and you say, well, what happens if God donates a Walmart? I, I can't tell you that. Uh, I can't tell you what happens, uh, what's going to happen. But I know that from this moment forward, all of our focus, attention, and planning will be centered on taking the next steps of expanding our property right here uh, at 10948 South Airport Way. And so that is a little bit about our, uh, what God has done, our journey, our decisions that we've made. So now let's talk about the exciting part of what is happening now and moving forward and what's going to happen in the future. But before I do, how many are excited about what I just said? How many, how many love this church property? Uh, uh, you know, I was kind of like that homeowner selling their house. They've been in for, for 17 years. I'm walking around here and, and all the things that we've done and what God and, and, and watching people's lives change. Uh, just watching, I was, uh, I was talking to Brother Guffey the other day. He, uh, he pull, pulled through the property and just stopped to say hi. And, and Brother and Mrs. Guffey, I'm sure you're watching at home tonight. We love you. Brother Guffey came by. He said, hey, I need you to pray for uh, our neighbors. They live over here in Manteca, Eva Court. He said, pray for our neighbors. He said, uh, uh, my neighbors, I believe it was their son. It was their son who passed away, very young. And uh, they're devastated. And he's telling me all these things. And I said, I will pray. And I said, if you let them know if we, we can help in any way. He said, but you know, Pastor, it's almost like 
he just said this off the cuff, but, but it really made an impression on me. He said, you know, Pastor, he goes, that, that young man was saved. He rode our church bus years ago, years ago. And may I just say tonight that, uh, you know, God has done a lot of neat things here. And so I'm, I'm excited about staying here and, and seeing what God is going to do on this property. And so let's talk about number two, our direction, our direction moving forward. Uh, so these next steps that we've talked about with the leadership are very exciting. So uh, Brother Asprelli, would you bring me my black Bible there? And uh, I, I use my other Bible tonight because in my old Bible, I'm missing Nehemiah. So uh, I couldn't preach out of it. And I love that book so much. It just literally fell out of my Bible. So um, I'm, excited, I'm excited tonight to share with you some news. I told you I have a surprise for you. And so the first thing that we've done uh, since we've made the decision to stay here, and I'm very excited about this. I know, I know the leadership is excited. So for the first time, in nearly 15 years, our church is completely, absolutely, totally, utterly, entirely, and many other adjectives, debt-free. Amen. Amen. Brother Lynch, uh, this is actually not the check, but this is a check that looked like the check Brother Lynch sent last week, and the check is made out for $870,000. And so uh, let's make sure we do something with this. Don't leave it on the pulpit. Amen. And so, uh, but uh, he sent that last week and paid off our mortgage. And so now our church uh, right here for the first time in many years, we're debt free. And that's exciting. That's exciting. And can you believe that God did that for us? We've been paying now. We, we took out a loan, our first loan. I see people dancing in the lobby. I don't know what's going on out there, but Brother Stewart's dancing out there. And, uh, uh, back in 2008, when we built this property, Brother Easterday, I'm sure you were part of this process, and Brother Lynch, we took out a $1.2 million loan to, to buy and build this, this, this property here. And, and so over the last uh, 13 years, we paid that down, $600,000. And uh, so we just paid the remainder of that off. And that's an incredible news. I'm excited about that. Uh, and so what that means is that every single month, every single month, we are sending $6,500 to the building fund. Amen. Every single month, $6,500 straight to the building fund. And so that's an incredible, an incredible thing. And you do the math on that, it's 70-something thousand dollars a year uh, that we're just putting in the building fund. So that way, when we complete construction on our next facility, that will definitely help. And so we're officially debt-free. That's exciting news. And all I can say is to God be the glory and uh, for all the things that he has done. In addition to that, I want to let you know that so we have a remainder amount of money uh, that, uh, that has been given to the church. And Brother Easterday, Brother Lynch, myself, we spent some time uh, uh, looking at strategic uh, conservative investments to, uh, to keep that money growing while we are uh, working on our facilities and all these processes. And so here's the neat thing right now, as we speak, our money will be growing. Not as we speak. We haven't done it quite yet, but they're getting ready to do it this next week. But our money will be growing. How many comforted by that, knowing that? And so the, the things that we have in the building fund will be growing. We're putting the $6,500 a month in there also to help that to grow. And so uh, the, the money that we have there will be used uh, for the glory of God to, to construct the facilities here on the property that we need. And so that has been being, that is being cared for carefully. Uh, thirdly, tonight, I want to announce to you that by God's grace, we have already started the process of the next building, Amen. and we're excited about it. Uh, uh, we met, or I met with an uh, architect uh, here in town and uh, a construction company, 
And of course, we, we've looked at, I've talked to different pastors and looked at different, uh, different contractors in the area, got a good idea. And these contractors have been around for a long time, located here in Stockton. And uh, so recently we met, we began plan- the planning phases of a brand new 24,000 square foot building. And so we're excited about it. And so let me just give you some highlights. That building will uh, probably start off somewhere around 500 seats and be expandable to somewhere in the neighborhood of 1,000 or 1,500 seats. And we're working with the architect on that. It'll be a state-of-the-art auditorium with a, a live stream capability. It'll also double as a fellowship hall with a kitchen off of it. So we'll be able to do fellowships here on the property. Uh, there'll be storage space with tables and things of that nature. We'll have a secure children's wing uh, that'll be decorated for kids. It'll be, it'll be a fun for them, but also secure. Parents will feel good about leaving their kids there. There'll be many, many large adult classrooms. Uh, there'll be, a, uh, again, uh, in, we're, we're planning for a large uh, uh, gathering spaces uh, for you to fellowship. We'll have a coffee shop, cafe, bookstore, reading area, places to sit, moms for you to sit and drink coffee while your kids play in the playground and uh, just different things like that. A choir practicing room, which we so desperately need. Maybe we'll have some baptistry changing rooms. Who knows? Uh, but but we're, we're excited about this building. 24,000 square feet plus this building will give us about 30,000. Uh, actually, with our modulars, about 34,000 usable square feet on this property. And how many know that that's a huge step up for us because we've been using 6,000 square feet, well, actually about 10,000 square feet for the last so many years. And so we're going to triple our space here on the property. And so that'll be a blessing. And uh, that building is, I, I know it's some, for some people, it's hard to picture. That's a very large building. And uh, it's going to be exciting as we begin the planning stages of that layout and that's a very strategic size, just so you know, uh, if you build smaller than that, if you build larger than that. So it's a very strategic size that we've uh, come, to, come to an agreement on there. And of course, budget, budgets will, will help us determine the, the final number on that. So uh, we uh, also, uh, right now, as of right now, the, the architect is working on a master plan of our property here. We have 17 acres, and, and so we don't want to do things twice. We don't want to do things thrice. We don't want to build walls and have to tear them down and things of that nature. And so uh, uh, we don't want to build on top of a septic system and those kinds of things. And so uh, they're doing a master plan of the property right now. They're working on that, have some meetings over the next few weeks of where things are going to go. Right now, tentatively, uh, the building is going to be located uh, right where the modulars and grass and basketball court are. It's going to be right towards the front of the property. Uh, And there's several reasons for that. One of them is uh, we have a very short, uh, we have a very short frontage. We have a very long property, but a very short frontage. And so we wanted to build something a little bit taller towards the front to catch people's eye as they drive past. And so it's going to be a beautiful building, a modern, uh, a beautiful building that brings glory to God. And that's what we want. And so uh, we're working on the master plan right now. It's being drawn. Uh, there'll be obviously some program meetings uh, to talk about that, where the building's going to be, the build, and all those things. Once the master plan is drawn, we'll meet with the leadership to make sure everything's where we want it to be and to move some things around. And then we'll begin uh, the process of actually building, uh, the, the building process. And so I want to give you a little bit of a timeline here of how things are going to work because uh, this building is not going to happen like that. It's going to take approximately three years to complete. And so uh, that's just the way things work. And so as we complete these steps and, and there's going to be steps along the way as we're, as we're doing this, uh, uh, we want to obviously uh, know what's going on and see what's going on. And so let me just give you a little bit of a timeline here. So 2021 next year, 
will be dedicated mostly to the planning process. And so this is going to be a lot of back and forth between our church and the architects and the county, making sure that we meet all of the requirements that they need. Uh, we are not zoned necessarily. They don't like churches being in Ag 40, and that's what we're zoned as. And so uh, we, there's some things that we have to do. And so, but the next year is going to be all about planning, the master plan. We're going to talk about site plans. We're going to talk about uh, the, the floor plan of the building. Uh, they're going to begin drawing a conceptual design of the building in 2021. Then in 2022, will be dedicated to the prep, to be to prepare to actually build the building. So 2022 will be dedicated to a lot of site work. You're going to see things really changing in 2022. Uh, it'll start with things moving around, such as the modulars need to be moved. Uh, the house, the county is requiring us to tear down the house. Uh, there's a lot of things that need to be moved around, new landscaping, a new sign will be put up. Uh, uh, I said a new sign will be put up and a new sign will be put up. Amen. And I'm telling you, I'm so tired of that sign. Uh, I've almost hit it with my car about three times. Oh, we have to do something, you know, but, uh, but you know, we just have to kind of wait here. And so I'm excited about that. 2022. Uh, listen, we have a turn lane to put in. We have, uh, uh, we have a very intricate engineered water system that needs to be put in. A very, a very specialized septic system that will be, need to be put in. So there's a lot of site work and a lot of things that need to be prepared and planned. But we have time and we are, we are willing to take the time to do it right. And if there's one thing, I grew up in construction. There's one thing that Brother Padilla always says. You told me this when I first married my wife. He said, he said you don't have time to do it right, but you always have time to do it twice. And so we want to do it right the first time, amen? And it's a lot less expensive that way. I'm not promising you that we won't have things that we need to change or fix. That always happens in construction, but we're going to do our best to mitigate the cost there. And so that's 2022. So 2021, my goal in 2021 is to be able to present to you what the building is going to look like by our building banquet in March. And so I believe we'll have 3D renderings of that, a floor plan. And then you can really get excited about, wow, this is going to be our building. Wow, this is going to be ours. We're actually going to have a place we can stand out of the rain and talk. <laughs> I'll, be able to, I'll be able to talk to somebody without getting baked in the sun. And so we have a lot of neat things uh, we'd like to share with you uh, as we get into this year, 2021, at our building banquet. 2023 uh, is going to be dedicated to finishing the building. And so by the end of 2022, we should have a, most of the site work done and possibly start Construction, of course, this is working with the county and their timeline, uh, but uh, construction is estimated about a year. It'll take about a year to fully construct this project uh, because of the size and scope of it. And so uh, by the end of 2023, we should be able to occupy this building. And that's, uh, that's best case scenario. So we're praying that God would work uh, that within about three years, uh, three years from now, uh, we'll be able to uh, move into that brand new building. So we're excited about that. And this leads me to our, my last point. Before I get there, how many are excited about that? And I'm talking three years is, goes just like that. And there's going to be a lot of things happening. So uh, the three years, it's not going to be like waiting for your wife in the mall. It's going to be quick. Amen? <laughs> it's going to be quick. <clears throat> now, let me tell you a little something, something. My wife is the best shopper you've ever met. I'm the one that takes forever in the mall. I hate to admit that. I probably just lost my man card. But anyway, uh, anyways, this three-year process is going to, be, going to be challenging. I said it's going to be challenging, but it's going to be rewarding. And, I'm, and I know you, this, is, this is a church ready for a challenge, but I want you to know it's going to be challenging. So number three, I want to talk just for a minute about our dedication. 
our dedication. Church family, God has blessed our faith. I remember standing up in front of you in 2017 and asking you to give to a building we didn't even know was going to happen. And people responded. And they gave over 100, and I think we're getting, we're close maybe to 120, 150,000 was given to a building, to a fund that we don't even know. And that was faith. That's faith. And so you're, you're a church that is, incre- is incredibly dedicated. But over this three years, I want to challenge us to stay dedicated, dedicated to this process. I can already imagine that first service. I remember the first service in here. Uh, and for those of you that are maybe a little bit newer, we, 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 we first started out in a storefront. And uh, the storefront, Brother, Brother Lynn, you remember this, from that cross to Brother De La O, about where you are, maybe, maybe that was about how big it was. Maybe a little bit farther, Brother Stanley, maybe to you, to that cross. And boy, we packed in that little room. And remember, the, remember trying to get our car, trying to find parking? You had to park down the street. We had to park down by the DMV and get a ride on a shuttle over there, that, that ugly little uh, golden shuttle thing that we had. And we get a ride over there. And uh, you remember trying to pull the buses around there. And, but those were exciting days. The bathroom, the bathroom in the main auditorium was right there. I'm not making that. If you had to go to the bathroom, it was a big decision. It was a decision. I'll share this with you. One time we had a guy, I shouldn't say this on live, but we had a guy smoking weed in the bathroom right here. I am not making that up. Praise the Lord for the bus ministry. Amen. And, uh, and so that was great. But uh, anyways, we've had, we had a lady one time. I don't know why I thought of this, but I'm sitting up here, Brother Padilla, it's back when Pastor Tharp was here and he's sitting there and I'm sitting here and I'm sitting on the front row and I'm telling you, I smell tomatoes. I smell mustard. I smell onions. I smell Subway. I'm not making that. So I'm looking around. Who has Subway? And there was a lady on the front row, Brother Moises. She had a Subway sandwich in her sleeve. (laughs) And she was taking bites out of the sandwich during the service. And I thought to myself, now that is a genius right there. That's a genius. I never thought of that. And uh, she was eating a sandwich in her sleeve. Anyways. Um, I can already remember, I can, I, I remember the first, well, I was, I was a digressed a lot there, but I remember the first service here. I, I remember walking out on this wooden platform and thinking, man, look at what God has done for us. And I can imagine walking out on that new platform in three years and seeing a wider auditorium. We can fit our, fam- our church family in there comfortably and be able to grow. And uh, it's going to be challenging, but it's going to be rewarding. I can already see that first fellowship that we have in our fellowship hall. I can already see adult classes meeting uh, with ample room and, and being able to provide snacks for their class. And I can already see the kids enjoying the kids' wing. And I can already see those things, but we're not quite there yet. What we need to do as a church family and what we must do is be dedicated to the process. We must stay dedicated to the process. Nehemiah had a dream. He had a vision. He shared the vision. The people responded they said, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for the work, but it didn't stop there. There was many, many months and even years of work that went into building that wall. And so as your pastor, I'm asking you tonight to just say, I'm going to be dedicated to this process because I want to tell you something right now. The devil, you know, uh, 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 Nehemiah was on that wall and Sam Ballot and Tobias came by. And what did they do? They tried to get Tobias to come off the wall because he was doing something for the Lord. 
And as we begin to build this building, I'm telling you right now, as I'm standing here, the devil's going to attack. He's going to attack me. He's going to attack our leadership. He's going to attack you. You need to determine right now, I'm going to be dedicated to this process. I'm not going to let the devil get in my, you know, if the devil whispers in your ear something about another church member or about myself or whatever, just get it right. Do it biblically. Go straight to that person. Say, hey, we got to keep unity in our church. We can't have little bits of things here and there. Be an adult, grow up and go talk to him. Amen. Amen. There's no need for any kind of, we don't have any of that, but I'm just saying the devil likes to do that kind of stuff. And so we got to stay unified. We got we to stay unified as a church. So I want to ask you to do three things, and then I'll close. Well, will you do these three things? I, I will do these three things. Our staff, our deacons will do these three things. But I'm asking for all of our church family to do these three things. First of all, we must, we must, we must pray more than ever before. We must pray. I'm asking church family to pray more than you've ever prayed for this building project. I'm asking you to dedicate special time of prayer, maybe a special time of prayer every day. But we need to pray for unity. We need to pray for the permitting process. Lord, help us. We need to pray for the expenses to stay low. We need to pray for safety on the property. We need to pray that the project goes smoothly. We need to pray that we're able to raise the rest of the money that we're going to need to stay debt-free. Because how many say, Pastor, I want to stay debt-free? Amen. Doesn't that just feel good? <laughs> Woohoo, man. And so we need to pray. We need to pray like we've never prayed because the devil's going to fight like he's never fought. So how many tonight say, Pastor, I'm with you. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask you right now. I'm going to ask you right now this week, have a dedicated time of prayer for this building. We must pray. Listen, we could do all the planning. We could do all the preparing. We could have all the money in the bank that we want, but we need God. Amen. Don't forget that. Oh, we need him more than ever. We need him more than ever. So we need to pray like we've never prayed. And then number two, I want to ask you this. We need to give more than we've ever given. I got less amens on that one, but hey, (laughs) we need to give more than we've ever given. Amen. Amen. I know you're ready for that. And we needed needed to be ready and we're ready. We needed to have a, a vision and a goal, but we need to be ready to give. God has blessed us with an incredible start to this project He's brought us much of the way where we need to go. We couldn't have done it without what God has done. It would have been impossible. But God has made the impossible possible. So think about this. Every month we're sending our mortgage payment straight to the building fund. That's, about, uh, that's going to be about $200,000 or so by the time we finish building. Uh, and every month that our money is in the bank that the Lord has provided is growing a little bit. But there's going to be some expenses that we need to uh, continue, we, we need to just, uh, we need to take care of as we go along the way. And as we go along the way, we need to decide to keep giving. I was uh, talking about this to several other pastors and, and many pastors have said the same thing to me. Well, make sure you encourage your people to keep giving, even though you paid off the mortgage. So I want to just encourage you tonight. Don't stop giving because we paid off the mortgage. Because all of that is going into the building fund. We're not using that for our general budget. So we're, we're pretending like we don't have that money. It's going straight to the building fund. And so what that means is, is as you give your dollar into the offering plate, here's the exciting part. As you invest your dollar in the offering plate, it's growing. And it's multiplied. 
Uh, and so we're, we're giving to something that's going to be invested into the future. And so keep giving, keep giving. We've had such a wonderful year of giving, and I appreciate every single one of you um, deep down, from deep down, I appreciate, because I know many, this was a scary year. But God has blessed our church financially, so let's keep doing what we're doing. Let's not drop. Let's, let's keep, uh, keep doing that and maybe even consider uh, increasing in some ways. But God will bless and he will provide as we are faithful. And so we must keep giving. Every adult, every, every man, every woman, every, every little kid, give. Amen. So let me also challenge you with this in the area of giving. Um, uh, what I want to do also, what we need to do also is at our building banquets for the next three years, I want to challenge you to invest further into the building program. And I believe that with, uh, with all the expenses that we have, the turn lane, all these things, we're looking at probably a $6 million building. And that's just with everything, with the cost of... Have you, have you looked at the cost of two-by-fours today? <laughs> it's insane. And so the costs are there, and, and so we're going to try to keep the budget as low as we can. But I believe that we need to keep raising funds as a church because I tell you, I would sure love to stand before you in three years in a brand new building, debt-free. And that's our prayer. We're asking God to help us with that. And so I have a goal, and I believe God could do more than this, but I have a goal. I believe that our church can raise $100,000 a year for the next three years. I believe we can do that as a church family. We've done that before. And so by the time we finish the job, we should have another $300,000 uh, that we can put towards the building fund. And so you say, Pastor, how can we afford that? As, as, how can we do that? I just want to encourage you that we've done it before. Uh, we've done it several times before, and we could do it again. I know it's a sacrifice. We have about 150, 160 families in our churches. If just 100 families would decide each year to give $1,000, we would meet our goal throughout the whole year. And so let's begin praying about that. I'm going to say, Pastor, I'll pray with you about that. I'll pray with you about that. I know it seems like a lot of money for some. And for some of you, that would be a huge leap of faith. Some of you could do much more than that. But let's all determine that we're going to do what we can to invest in this building, to invest in our future. And so at the building banquet this year, I'm telling you now that in three months, we're going to, we're going to commit, as a church, I'm looking to commit $100,000 for 2021 towards the building approach. And hopefully more than that, but we're just going to start with that goal there. All right. So uh, uh, lastly tonight, lastly tonight, and I'll finish. Uh, not only do you need, need to pray and give more than ever before, but we need to be ready to work more than ever before. And somebody say, Pastor, where's the encouraging part? There is none. We need to work. Amen. <laughs> the encouraging part is the reward at the end is a new building, a beautiful building, but we're going to be, and we're going to have to be ready to work. Some of you, God has blessed you with talents. Some of you are carpenters. Some of you are uh, a roofer. Some of you can paint. Some of you can plant flowers. And so we're going to be calling upon you to work. And if you can help in any way, if you can get anything donated, if you could, uh, you know, I, whatever, if you can bring lunch to the worker, whatever you can do, I want to ask you to start praying about uh, working. And I tell you, I'm a construction guy. I can't wait to get my hands on this building. I said that the other day when the church member said, no, pastor, we don't want you doing that. But, but I, I, I love to paint. I love to do those things. And I can't wait to work and, and to do those things. Maybe you could come up and clean the job site. There's other things that we can do to contribute our time. And, and no doubt during the building process. But in the meantime, we need to keep serving the Lord. Amen. Keep serving the Lord. Keep soul winning. Keep discipling. Keep going to choir practice. Keep serving one another. 
because it, we're not going to stop things to build the building. We're going to keep moving forward. I'd love to see this, the, this room just people leaking out of the doors by the time we move in over there. And so we need to keep working and keep serving the Lord as we wait for this uh, to, be, to be completed. At the end of the day, uh, uh, this building is going to be wonderful. It's going to be a, a wonderful tool. And that's all a building is. As I mentioned before, the reason why people are visiting and the reason why people have joined and the reason why you're here is because of God. He brought you here and he wants you to be here. And so we just need to keep putting our faith and trust in God and asking him to help us. But at the end of the day, uh, we want this church, I want this building to be a building for you and for your kids and for your grandkids and for generations to come. We want a church, a lighthouse here in Manteca, California. And we want to show the community that we're here to stay. And so this building is very important. Your involvement and dedication is very important. So I'm asking all the families tonight of our church, will you make a commitment to go on this journey with us? Will you make a commitment to pray? Will you pray and and spend dedicated time in prayer? Will you make a commitment to keep giving? And will you make that commitment to work? Over the next few months, uh, as things progress, I want you to know that we're going to be starting a newsletter that's going to be going out, our building newsletter. I don't know if it's going to be monthly or weekly. It depends on what's going on, but we want to send it. We'll be letting you know as things happen, uh, as we get site plans together and all this. We're going to show all that to you, and it'll be an exciting thing that we can see together. Uh, but uh, as, as we wait for all these things to happen, let's be excited and keep serving the Lord. And all God's people said, amen. amen. How many excited for the future? I know I am. I know I am. Let's pray together tonight. Father, we come before you.